Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you're listening to the Alaskan Grappler Podcast, bringing you interviews from the best to ever do it. From the Golden Heart City of Fairbanks, here's the best damn Alaskan wrestling podcast host ever, Dennis Auckman. What's up, everyone? You are listening to another episode of the Alaskan Grappler Podcast. I am the best damn wrestling podcast host ever, Dennis Ackman. On this episode, I had the pleasure of sitting down with Nathan Hoffer. Nathan was a four-time state champion from East Anchorage who then went on to wrestle for Arizona State University. We talk about when and how he got into the sport of wrestling. We talk about his experience wrestling in college and the process of how he got there. We get a never-heard-before story of why he was in tears under the bleachers after winning his third state title. We talk about the wrestling facility he opened up recently in Anchorage. And, of course, we talk about his toughest opponents, favorite moments, and so much more. Before I kick on that interview, though, I wanted to give you guys a little update. I'm still backdating results and still have a long way to go. It is an insanely long and monotonous process, so I apologize for the wait. As slow as I've been going already, though, things are about to get even slower. I am pleased to announce that my wife and I just had our second daughter, Stella Ray Ackman. So my time on the site and on the podcast will be taking even more of a backseat now as I have my hands full even more. I still plan on backdating results as well as continuing to pump out some kick-ass podcasts whenever I get a chance, though. I already have an unedited podcast with Chris Perk from Homer that I recorded. I just need to edit the audio. So that's where I stand. Uh, That's my update for you, though. So without further wait, here is that podcast interview with Nathan Hoffer. Normally, I always ask, when did you start wrestling? We're going to ask that question in a second. We're going to start this one off talking about Game of Thrones, man. First, before we do, real quick, check this out. So I have a Nathan Hoffer on, so I'm having a beer, right? So check this Mm -hmm. out. Boom. This is the king of the hand, right? This is a bottle opener, man. A refrigerator bottle opener. Pretty badass. <laughs> I saw this and I had to buy it because I wanted like a really cool bottle opener. And I think I could also nice. actually like legitimately probably kill somebody <laughs> with this if they like tried breaking in and I just needed something real quick. That being said, in regards to Game of Thrones, what'd you think, man? Did it end in a satisfying way for you? Or were you a little upset like everybody else? Or were you kind of like, eh, it's not oh, that big of a deal? I think they rushed it, man. Yeah. Uh, the ending was crap, dude. It's yeah. all this buildup. I think it had... Like, even if you knew a little bit about the books and the possibilities of what could happen. and If you could uh, break it down at the very end, at least just, you know, maybe some of the main aspects, what would you have had happen? You know, clearly not not brand or whatever running, running shop here. You know, what, what's going on in your perfect Game of Thrones ending? You got Daenerys on the throne. You got Jon Snow. You got someone else. I think I would have been fine with Jon Snow with the crown. Yeah, kind of weak that he kind of just bowed out, right? And he's like, hey, you know what? I'll take my punishment yeah. and I'm out. I'm like, really? Right. These guys are about to leave and go to another continent. They're never going to come back. You can just say that and then be like, yeah, just joking. They're gone. I'm, I'm, yeah, it's mine. I'm the king. Yeah, everybody else, come on. I wish yeah. there was more with the Night King and the history and a little bit more of that stuff. I think it just ended real quick with the Night King and all of that. I agree. I think that I, I'm totally with you. I think that they rushed it. You know, I think every every season had like 10 episodes, except for the final season had like six or eight or something. And they were like yeah. a little bit longer, which is cool, I guess. But they, they rushed it way too much. I think it's like a money thing, man. They're going to come out with some more shows of the past and of things maybe that even happened after just to kind of like milk it for all it's worth. All right, let's get into some wrestling, huh? Sure. 
when did you start wrestling and who or how did you get into it? So I lived in Okinawa when I was five to 10. My dad was in the Air Force. Every day after school, I'd walk from school to the high school where he would coach wrestling practices. And me and my brothers, I have an older and younger brother, we didn't practice, but we would go watch and we'd roll around with each other. So kind of always been around it since I was five. And then uh, when we moved back to Alaska, 10 or 11, around that time, maybe 12, I started wrestling. That's when you actually started competing? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, wrestled freestyle for the Cook Inlet Grizzlies. They're not a club anymore, but yeah, that's how I started. Tell me about a little bit about Japan. You you lived there for about five years. Do you know any? Do you know any Japanese at all right now? <laughs> no. So since your dad was in the Air Force, were you guys like living on the base there? Yeah, we were living on the base there. We lived off base for a stint of time, but most of the time was on base. Tell me a little about about you know you living there and like you know did you were you around like the culture the Japanese culture a lot or were you kind of away from it since you were living on base? Yeah, most of the time we were on base, but there you know we spent some time off base at restaurants and stuff. And um, yeah, you get to they're really cool people. You know, it's a super small island, and so I mean it's always sunny. It's really hot there. And there's have beaches, you ever so. have you ever been back since? I haven't. I haven't been back. Do you want to go back? I wouldn't mind going back. Like if I had the chance to, I, I definitely would. Sure. Just to see what I remember. Tell me about this thing that you told me about your grandma was born in a cave. Yeah, so that's uh, that's what she told me. She During World War II, she was born in a cave in Okinawa. So It's like hiding out or? I think they were hiding out. I don't, I don't know really much more than that. She's... Full Japanese. Full Japanese. Does she live here? She lives in San Diego now. Oh, okay. So she speaks full Japanese, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's crazy, man. That's a pretty cool story, though, to be able to tell. So then you're like a quarter Japanese, right? Because yep, your mom's half Japanese. and then... Right on. Back to some wrestling. Who, who has been some of your biggest influences in the sport of wrestling? For starters, my dad. You know, really yeah, big course. influence. He did a really good job of not coaching me too much, being uh, my dad. So, like, when I got to high school, he stopped coaching me, which I think was perfect, you know. He stopped coaching you in particular, or was he not – was he just not – he was still part of the program, though, he right? He wasn't – oh, yeah, he was still part of the program. He just wasn't really in the corner. You know, right. He let the assistant coach, Scott Armstrong, who's another big influence, uh, coach me. Take the reins. Sure. Uh, Southern, Southern Oregon. And so he has a little bit of NAI experience, but he's the reason why, one of the reasons why I got pretty good. Yep, Scott. And then Mark Fowler, he used to be um, philosophy teacher at APU, I want to say. But really smart dude, really opened up my eyes to just being able to wrestle creatively. Are those guys all still helping out the program now or no? Fowler uh, lives on the East Coast now. Scott. So that's a no. <laughs> yeah, that's a no. Uh, Scott, he does not coach with the program anymore, although he does come in every now and again and helps out a handful of wrestlers. Right on. That's cool. I normally always ask people, I guess, that had their dad as a coach, kind of like how that was, but you kind of already answered that. I mean, even in the room or whatever, your dad didn't like 
I don't know, you didn't feel any extra pressure having your dad as a coach, I guess probably helps not having him like in the chair or he wasn't maybe harder on you or easier on you, treated you like everybody else. Treated, yeah, treated me like everybody else. And so it didn't feel like an extra burden, him, him being in the room and, and being the coach and the father. Yeah. So it was, it was a good balance, you know, I've seen way too many, uh, coaches that are fathers that really tip the balance and sort of ruin the relationship between yeah. their sons. Yeah. So yeah, about he, your dad being in the corner anyways, or not when that, when you transitioned and he was not in your corner anymore, was that something that you guys kind of talked about or were okay with? It wasn't like a, you know, some people kind of rely on that having as a crutch, you know, somebody like that one coach or that one person that's always there to be like, Oh, you know, and they kind of freak out if they're not, or maybe the other way around where, I mean, was he okay with not, you know, taking a back seat or was it his idea? Maybe just be like, Hey, you know, I think this is more important for your development to. Yeah. I, we never really had a discussion. Like when I think back on it, there's nothing really in my head that, you know, something like that has happened, but sure. I think, I think he just understood it and he sort of, I guess, supplemented what I needed based on the feedback he got from the coaches that, you know, from Scott Armstrong and Mark Fowler. So, so I think it really helped. There was that distance that kept us between us and he didn't, wasn't in my business because he, he knew what he needed to know and, and supported me from, I guess, a step back. Perfect. Let's talk about your resume, at least in the state of Alaska, when it comes to, you know, middle school and high school. So in Tan Invitational, you went fifth place back to back in seventh and eighth grade. And then in high school, you went four state titles in a row. So what changed? How do you go from, how do you go from being fifth, fifth, and then four state titles in a row? Was it, was there a specific thing that a turning point or you just, you know, got more experience or, and that's another crazy thing now that you mentioned, I mean, if you didn't start really actually competing until, you know, about like maybe 10 or 11 years old, you only really have, you know, I don't know what, four years of experience before you actually got into high school technically and then go four straight titles. That's crazy. I've always been pretty obsessed and competitive no matter what it was. Like if kids were playing soccer, I would, I would run laps and try to dribble a soccer ball when I'm six years old to be the best kid on the field type thing. But when I started wrestling, I think the big difference was – I think I just gained confidence. I think there was those kids that that are always the good kids, quote unquote, and they're the tough kids. And then you sort of already beat yourself up going into the match because they're slated to win because they're the good kids. I think it was just going out there and actually trying and, and wrestling. What was your goal coming into high school? Was that to, you know, just go out there and try my best and then you win and then it's like, hey, I want a state title. Maybe I can do yeah. this three more times. I'll answer your question, but one story. Yeah, So please. my eighth grade year going into high school, the South Wrestling team was going to Reno to an Oklahoma State team camp, and they needed a 103-pounder. So I wrestled on that dual team for South with a bunch of other wrestlers that were in high school. And I got some really good matches in and got to hang out with those high schoolers. So I think that that helped me out knowing that I can wrestle with these guys in high school, even though I'm smaller and not there yet. So I think that was one thing that helped. 
I do remember this. My goal, even right after I started wrestling, was to be be an Olympic champ. Okay. And so I always had that that goal, and that's something I was always working for. And then I wanted to be the best, like the most dominant wrestler in Alaska as far as like takedowns and offense. I wanted to break like the takedown record. And so the goal was never really win four state titles. It was it was just go out there and kick some ass. <laughs> yeah, be the be the best wrestler in Alaska and then the four state titles will come with it. Right. And that's that's something that my coach Mark Faller sort of we talked about and you know, being a philosophy teacher and super smart guy, if you're if this is your goal, don't worry about the the titles or the things in between. If you want to be the best wrestler, that should be your focus and then everything else will fall into place. Yeah, totally. Well, what do you think set you apart from your competition? You know, I talked to a lot of people who've won a lot of state titles in this state, you know, other four timers and things like that. And there's a lot of people who start wrestling at an early age, you know, probably a lot of people you wrestled that started wrestling a lot earlier than you did in their lives. What sets you apart from them? I mean, your mentality, your training, the, the whole mindset of wanting to be great. Yeah, being competitive always trying to get better so when you're in the practice room you're always trying to improve your game you know I was always trying to perfect moves and takedowns and yeah I guess yeah always willing to to learn and try new things and there's always room to get better and so yeah I didn't I didn't really waste time trying to just hang out I was trying to get better yeah Perfect. What, uh, what kind of advice would you give maybe some of the young kids out there who, you know, Hey coach, I want to, I want to do like things that you did. I want to try to be that four time state champ. Is there any specific advice that you give someone just maybe that what you just told me, Hey, instead of trying to mess around, just go out there every day and try to try to be better than you were the day before. I mean, what do you, what are you giving? You got any yes, advice in particular? Yeah. yeah. Be better than you were before set goals. Like just the little things like in practice, if you're working, a high crotch okay coach wants you to work high crotches he wants you to finish it this way i think you should make it personalized to you and say hey i, I want to finish it from this setup and i want to hit it a hundred times perfect so i want to have a good feel when i hit this move a hundred times that's not coach's goal that's my goal i think that you know those top guys they know what they need to do to be successful so that in their mind they know they did everything so you should have these things lined out these goals to to hit in practice or whatever it is for your weight you just just do a little more every day do a little more than what's expected every day you've done a lot you know in the sport of wrestling let's talk about when you won a national title virginia beach right Yep, Virginia Beach. Did you go down there, and, and was that like an actual realistic expectation of yours, or were you just going down there hoping to, I don't know, All-American, or were you just hoping to go down there and kind of you know do what you talked about before and just, hey, I'm just going to go down here and make a splash and kick some ass and call it a day and, and go home? I mean, or were you actually going like, hey, I'm trying to win this damn tournament and become a national champion. That's my goal right now. Right. I think that's the goal, right? Win a national title. I mean, even if they think they're going to win it, if you ask them, that's what they're going to say. I mean, I trained my ass off and I did everything right. And going in, I didn't, you know, you don't really think it's going to happen until you're actually there. Yeah, we had a great training camp. And oh, that's the other thing. If we would bring kids from all over the state to come train with us because 
you know, that's what you should do. If you're trying to get better, bring the competition, surround yourself with, with better guys, you know, to make you better. You know, we did everything for that camp and then flying out, uh, the volcano erupted and almost didn't oh, make yeah. it. To I remember that. Hey, you guys were stuck yeah, in Anchorage for like what, like a week, right? Or maybe, or yes. maybe not a whole week, few, definitely a few days. Cause my little brother was down there with you guys staying at your guys' place, I think, or something like that. Right. Yeah. We had yeah. a big beach house and have all the wrestlers stay there. Yeah. It's just a surreal experience. I mean, I had expectations of doing well cause the previous year as a sophomore, I had taken fourth, made it to the semis, lost a close match with the champ. So coming in that next year. Just trying know, to do better than the year before. Better than the year before. And then when you're in the finals, it's like, whoa, we're actually here. You know, we can, we can yeah. win this. Do you, remember the, do you remember the score of the finals match by any chance? Or where the kid was from? Yeah, Drake, Drake Hudeschultz. He's from Missouri. And I tell you what, he was whooping my butt for the first period, man. Oh, he really? took me down. Yeah, he took me down like no one's ever taken me down twice in the first period. <laughs> like, and oh then, man. Uh, yeah, like, oh crap. You know, and you know, I ended up uh, getting a rever an escape and then a reversal and I kinda rode him out and then the score is like five to four or something. But uh the kid was super tough. I ended up catching him in a pancake. Oh nice. Uh, shot in so i think the final score is like 10 to 6 or something but that kid's no joke uh he went on he went on to win ncaa's oh wow uh, i believe yeah for missouri for mizzou dang dude if I'm, he at least made the finals i know that for sure let's talk about what you did after uh high school you went on to wrestle for arizona state university right Mm -hmm. yep. let's talk about the process on after that all like how did that opportunity come about to go to school there to wrestle there they reach out to you you go to you know you go visit them they they see you won a national title like how'd that happen so i had won the title you know just went back home and then that summer uh, ben ashkin came up to do a coc camp so we rolled around and we we wrestled each other and afterwards he's like hey let's go out to dinner so we went out to moose's tooth and he's like think you're the you know you can do really well i think you're the real deal uh, you should go to mizzou you know come to mizzou with me i'm going to be coaching there so i thought i was going to go to mizzou and then i don't know not too much longer later he calls me and says hey i'm the assistant coach at arizona state and so he's like come to arizona state and so i took a trip out there so i think ben askin was a pretty big reason as far as getting me into arizona state and and me wanting to go to Arizona State because, you know, he put a good word in. Well, so then um, during high school or even before that, I guess, I mean, you, you did say that your goal was to be an Olympic champ. Was your goal always to wrestle in college? Yeah, I mean, I was just getting good in high school or doing well. Rather, I, you know, you start to learn more about the sport and you see that, hey, these guys who go on to be Olympic champs are usually national champs, you know, in, in college. So, yeah, I think that that was just – in line with the path to with everything that sure yeah so let's talk about your experience then wrestling for arizona state how that you know how was it what all happened it was tough man it was real tough if it boiled down to one thing it was i, I think it was just a bad coach you know arizona state had just gotten a new coach and that was the coach that was there when i was there sean charles and so you had a group of guys who was 
coach from the uh, previous coach, and then you had a whole new class of dudes, including transfers like Bubba Jenkins. It was kind of a cutthroat room trying to get your spot, and there wasn't a whole lot of team bonding. Is that just because and, you came in probably just at the wrong time? Like you said, you know, brand new coach. You got the old guys used to a certain way. You got the young guys that just came in, plus transfers and things like that, and they got, you know, mm-hmm. you know the new coach I mean, in there. Yeah, I don't think the coach – I don't think he was a good fit for the program. And there's so many things I can – like we had a new assistant coach every year. Oh, geez. Kind of brutal. We, yeah, Ben Askren. We had Travis Pasco from Oregon State. We had Tyrell Todd. He's now the assistant coach at Mizzou. So we just had so many of these assistant coaches come and go every year just because they would end up button heads with the head coach and sort of disagree with the direction. And Yeah, that's always tough. You did, uh, during your time there, though, you did qualify for the NCAA tournament, which is insanely hard to do as it is. If you could go back, is there anything in particular that you would do to change your time wrestling in college? Would you just pick another school? <laughs> or, or is there anything in particular that you wish that would have been different that you could have changed? If I were to go back, I would go on a couple more visits. Right. Really get to know the coach. That's my advice for any kids who want to go wrestle, especially D1, is uh, really take a look at the program and the coaches and the kids in the program because the other thing with a big college program is, you know, you got to perform, you know. It's a business, you know. If you're not doing your job, they're going to find someone else who can and so that's a tough thing to get used to. If, if you come from your high school where you have really great coaches that are looking out for you and then you get to college thinking he's going to do this, this, and this, but, you know, turns out he doesn't and you're all alone. Right. Any teammates. It, it just sorts to pile up. And, and so that, that's, that was the grind for me. College is a grind no matter where you go if you're wrestling anywhere. But when you don't have – those little things that make the difference. Yeah. I just didn't have the career I thought I would or wanted, you know? Sure. Well, speaking of the difference, I mean, what do you think the biggest difference is between wrestling in college and wrestling in high school? I mean, wrestling at the high level in college, everyone you, you're wrestling is, they're no slouch, you know, they're tough and they're state champs too, you know, they're national champs too. So, I think you really have to reframe where you think you're at and where you're going to go and how you're going to get there because it's a lot of work. And if you have one foot out the door as far as maybe this is what I want to do, maybe it's not, you're going to get pushed out the door. So yeah, I think you, you really have to make that decision and know that I want to wrestle at this level and I'm going to do whatever it takes. It's going to be a rough go. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, did you at least enjoy your time in Arizona, the actual, you know, living there and stuff? Where's Arizona State located? Is it in Phoenix or it's, is it in? Yeah, it's, it's uh, pretty much in Phoenix, yeah. Oh, okay. Tempe, Arizona, but it's all. Oh, gotcha. Yep. But was did you enjoy your time actually like living in the city? Do you miss it at all or? I don't good, miss it. Good riddance, Arizona. <laughs> Kiss my ass. <laughs> a little bit, you know, it's a little sure. too hot, I think. I think coming from Alaska, you know. Yeah, a little bit of a culture shock. Extremes, right. A little bit of a culture shock. I mean, I mean, it was okay. I didn't get to experience 
everything, being the yeah. grind with wrestling and school. I wish <laughs> I had soaked the college life just up going a little bit. School. Yeah, just yeah. that a little more. But, yeah, yeah, I get you. Let's talk about Team Alaska real quick. Are you in Anchorage okay. right now, by the way? Are you still in Soldana or, whatever, or wherever the hell I'm that camp's at? I'm still in Soldana. When's that Soldana. get over with? Last day is tomorrow. Okay. Well, let's talk about that real quick. How's that camp going down there? Uh, it's going pretty good. The facility. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's... Oh, man, dude. That's some top-level stuff. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's... it's who, nice who's, who runs that down there? Who, who bought it? Who has it? Who, whose is that? Uh, Pete Dickinson. Okay. His son wrestles, and he's uh, the coach. I don't know if he's the president of the Wheelers, but... Um, he's doing big things down here. When I saw the videos and pictures and stuff of it, and I think I saw your video that you made of just like a little kind of like, maybe it was like day one of camp or something or day two mm-hmm. or whatever. That thing literally reminds me of some like, stuff, some you'd see down in like yeah. the States, like some MMA guys like training at like a lid, not to take away anything from like, you know, like the place that you opened or even Wes is here <laughs> at IGA, yeah. but it's like, I don't know, man. It's just the building or, or just, I don't know what he's got going on, but it's just like, I'm like, holy cow. Like that thing is like super nice. I would venture to say it's, it's nicer than most college wrestling facilities. And wow. There's no wow. joke about that. Well, so tell me about the camp anyways. You guys got some good numbers out there. You got, you know, how, how's camp going? Yeah. So with COVID, Wes was really worried that we would get 50 kids. Sure. And then we have... I think 170 kids at camp. Holy cow. And that facility is able to have, I mean, you guys have everybody in there at the same time? No. So we split some of the practices. The capacity is 150. So just sort of offset it. The little guys, you can't wrestle Greco and the girls. They're in the mat room first. Everyone else, they're with me and, you know, we're outside running and we just kind of swap the room. And then you're actually the Team Alaska Cadet Junior Head Coach, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. How did uh, let's talk about that real quick? How did that opportunity come about? Wes reach out to you, or or, how, or yeah, Wes the person yeah, that I hires mean, you or for that? Yes, yeah. As far as coaches, yes, it's always something that I wanted to do. I've always been the coach for you know this Team Alaska, the younger ones. He has he's asked me before in the past. I just could never really get the time off work. So this year I said, hey, Wes, you know, I can get the time off. So he, he hired me as a coach, so it worked out perfect. Did you want that specific age group? or I'll take any age group, but I'm excited to work with the, with the bigger kids, you know. Coach yeah, them. yeah so, it makes a little bit of a difference. Do you like it? you like it so far? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just saying that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I coach whoever from whatever school. Uh, wherever you're at in the state, if you want to learn, uh, you know, I'm here to coach. Just want to get them better. Let's talk about uh, some more Team Alaska stuff real quick. You had this thing on there, this Josh Morin story. Team Alaska broke his back. Oh, yeah. yeah, explain this to me. What, what, what is that about? Oh, so Josh, he's from Montana. And so Brock, forget his last name, but him and Scott Jorgensen, I believe they grew up here and they wrestled in Alaska. They wrestled at Boise State, and they used to run the Team Alaska camps out of Chugiak, and they used to run the piss out of us. One of the coaches, one of the Boise guys, their nephew was Josh, so he would come up, and Josh was a tough kid. I think he was like a year or two younger than me, but he would like, he'd whoop our butts, you know? And so 
fast forward, he gets recruited to ASU. So in practice, I forget what happens. If it was a match, he ended up breaking his back, and it wasn't a good situation. So he's in the hospital, and then, you know, there with his dad and stuff. And just to give you an idea, the coach showed up, the head coach, and, you know, instead of asking, hey, are you all right? What's the verdict? Are you going to be able to walk? Are you okay? He, <laughs> he asked uh, Josh, what's your weight? How much, <laughs> the hell? Yeah, how much do you weigh? You know? And so his dad about flipped and wanted to break his neck, but yeah, it was. Uh, oh, man, that's ridiculous. Ter- but he got surgery. He had to do a couple surgeries, but he's he's all well now, you know. Most that's crazy. I thought the coach was up there just doing a wellness check. How's it going, man? How's your weight doing? <laughs> right. Let's talk about coaching a little bit. You are an assistant coach for East Anchorage. Who's the head coach right now? Your dad still? Oh, yep. So being the assistant coach, you were actually named assistant coach of the year last year. You know, Mm -hmm. how was that winning that? Mean anything to you? Kind of cool? Because it's voted on by your peers and stuff like that. Yeah, I I thought it was really cool. And yeah, very thankful, you know. And I'm glad that that my peers think I'm doing a good job, Any plans to be the head coach in the future or kind of with your schedule and stuff, maybe not possible or what's up? I think that'll eventually happen. I'm in no rush to get the position, you know, like having my dad around and I think he's going to, he's going to coach for a couple more years and get, I don't know, 20 some odd years. And then I think he'll, he'll step down and I'll take that position. Perfect. How would you describe yourself as a coach? Are you the nice guy? Are you a jerk? Are you, you yell at the kids a lot? Or you try to get through them in other too, ways? I don't do too much yelling. Yeah, I think the kids will say that I'm maybe a little quiet. I'm a pretty fair coach, and I'm going to push you hard, but I'm not going to yell at you. When you do yell, is it, is it when you're getting mad, or are you just trying to get some out of the kids? If or? I'm yelling, then I, I'm pretty mad, and then you're doing something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the differences of coaching, uh, say, Team Alaska compared to coaching in high school? Anything in particular? Maybe just the different, you know, kids from different schools and stuff that you're not seeing all the time? Yeah, that's a little different. You, you got a variety of ages um, here at Team Alaska. I think as far as – I think culture is a big difference. And for me, being at East High School, I would say – is that makes a pretty big difference because you know got kids from all over and 80 to 90 percent of all the kids most of the kids on the wrestling team for east high school don't have a mom or a dad or both parents in the picture so they're not coming from the best home lives most of the time so which isn't a bad thing but it's just different as far as you know if you're at team alaska your parents are paying for you to go to camp and it reminds me of a story bring it on what you got okay is my junior year pretty much kicking butt you know i don't think i had gotten scored on the whole year so no one had taken me down yet and so i get in the state finals and this just goes to tell you where my mind was at as far as what my expectations were i had gotten taken down in the finals match you know that state? Uh, yeah, I ended up getting, like, kicked in the face. and Oh, God. Had a really bad bloody nose. I was getting taped up. I got frustrated. I think I, you know, I still majored person I wrestled. But Do you remember who you wrestled? 
Chris Chris Gross from Wasilla. So yeah, I, I beat him, three time state champ now. But and no one really knows this, but I'm under the bleachers afterwards with tears in my eyes, you know, furious that I got taken down. You know? Oh wow. Yeah, Those are I'm some pretty out. high expectations. Yeah. Who cares about the three titles? I just got taken down out of not yeah. being scored on all year. This is some bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. That's crazy. I think that's it's a, good to be obsessive a little bit. You know, yeah, it's, that's a great story. Right Tell me about your wrestling facility that you opened in Anchorage. You just decided to do that on your own. What's it called? It's called next level. Next um, level. Is that next just level. you and your dad or just you or what? How'd that come about? Um, so I had come up with that name a couple of years ago. I think I don't remember when, but I remember just sitting down and, and writing some names down for different, not necessarily facilities, but for like clubs. I could, you know, if I were to coach a club, what would it be called? You know, what would I do? I like the name. Turns out there's a bunch of other next level stuff, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Still cool though. Um, yeah. No, I'm proud of it. I came up, I drew up the logo and the design of it. So, you know, it's next level. So are you open now though? Cause I know that you had a thing on there and then with, with all this COVID stuff going on, what, what's your plan there? Are you going to just kind of start opening it up every, you know, at nighttime and having people come and roll around or how, what's, what's going to happen with all that? Yeah. So we kind of just did a soft opening just saying, Hey, we're here, you know, haven't put out any schedules yet or anything like that. We're still in the process of making everything legit. But um, yeah, kids can actually come in there and wrestle if they have a USA wrestling card. Yeah, we're getting the process of getting, you know, other insurances as a GM so we can do other stuff. But yeah, right now we are figuring things out. It's not, it's not all American training center. You know, it's not three mats. <laughs> right. It's uh, maybe just over a mat, but it's better than nothing though. I mean, anything it's, that, it's better than nothing. Mat times, right. mat time, you know, when it comes down to it at the end of the day. Exactly. So uh, we're not at the mercy of ESD. So, yeah. So if there's shutdowns or anything like that, but yeah, it's just, uh, it's going to be a place where kids can improve their game, you know, have a yeah. place and have coaches who are there to help them get to the next level. So is that what, what the long-term plan then just to kind of just, you know, keep getting kids better, pumping out better athletes or, you know, better wrestlers as the years go on. And you kind of obviously got some stuff to figure out as you just started and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, that's the goal. I mean, if I could, just do wrestling out of that facility. That's the goal. Whoever wants to come through, whatever age and experience level, if you want to get better, you know, that's the place, you know, you can go. Cool, man. Well, I hope you have, you know, a ton of success with that place. That's awesome. And I'm happy for you. Let's rank pancakes, waffles, and French toast in order of your favorite to least favorite. Okay. Waffles would be first. I'm going to go French toast and pancakes. All right. I like I like uh, crunchy stuff. You know, the textures of the waffles are a little... Oh, gotcha. A little crunchier, you know what I mean? Sure. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of cake or stuff like that, so that's why pancakes is, is down there a little at the bottom. Bit. Yeah, I hear you. But that's what I'd have to make. Gotcha. And then, uh, and then here's the new one that I'm going to start asking people because this one seems to draw actually a lot of controversy here. 
Does pineapple belong on pizza? Are you a pineapple <laughs> on pizza kind of guy? Maybe you don't eat it, but do you think it's okay? Or are you one of those guys that's like, that is not right? I think it's okay. I think right. it's fine. I'm not the biggest fan of it. I'll eat it, you know. But, but you're uh, not one of those guys that are getting, you know, that, <laughs> uh, that you disgust me. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, if that's what you like, that's cool, you know. Perfect. And then uh, let's go into these couple other ones, man. Let's uh, let's go with, did you have a pre particular pre-match routine for wrestling? Like maybe when you got up and warmed up or what you did for a warm-up or did it – were you, you know, pacing around, doing some, doing some sprints, doing some shadow wrestling, just bouncing around? Do you have anything in particular that you did every time or, or just kind of, you know, how'd you get loose? Yeah, so, you know, I did those obvious things to get the blood going, bouncing around, sprints. I don't remember the routine, but I know that at a set time this far away out from the match or I would start moving around, I would make sure, you know, I had my music set whatever I felt like that weekend that would get me going and help me visualize. I would listen to that music. And Speaking yeah, of music ready. real quick, I mean, you listen to a variety of different styles and kinds of music. I, I could <laughs> say, did you have one in particular that when it came to wrestling time, that uh, maybe a, a specific um, genre that got you pumped more than, than another where you listen to, you know, some classic rock or, or some uh, rap in particular, something like that. That's like, Hey man, this, this usually gets me a little more hype than different styles. I'm a little embarrassed to say, but I think during that time, especially in high school, it was rap. It was like little Wayne and you know, just those guys around that time, Okay, so, dig it, man. I mean, yeah. Ain't nothing like to be embarrassed about. Or... Let's talk about post weigh-in go-to for uh, food and drink. Do you have a specific thing after weigh-ins? You're like, man, I, I got to eat me one of these and drink me one of those? Or I wasn't a big eater, so I had a hard time eating, especially if I was cutting wheat. It was uh, – It was just making you a little meat. sluggish? Yeah, a little bit. I just had a hard – like some guys could eat giant Subway sandwiches and McDonald's. Right. I had to stick to like little protein bars and – it was mainly fluids, getting my calories through what I drank, just because sure. that was the easiest way for me to get hydrated and get energy. Yeah. What are you but drinking? Pedialyte, you know, Gatorade, all the normal stuff. But it wasn't anything in particular where you had to have, you know, I have to have a blue Gatorade and a power bar, vanilla. <laughs> it was, I don't think they make them anymore. They were like fruit smoothie power bars. Oh, weird. Interesting. So I'd eat, I would eat those and, and whatever Gatorade and stuff I had. Huh. I'll have to look into that. It's crazy. I never heard of that. This might be a tough question, especially if you only got scored on one takedown in your junior year. <laughs> but do you, can you recall maybe toughest opponent in Alaska or maybe a couple of them? And, and maybe it might not even have been someone that you wrestled in a competition. Maybe it was someone that always gave you hell in your guys' wrestling room since you had such a, such a stack wrestling room. Is there any one or two, three guys that you can think of maybe that, that were like, man, Skyler Moore was always real tough to wrestle. That kid doesn't quit. He, he, he gets after it. Malinowski, super hard, real defensive. If I think about my hardest matches. Um, that would have been probably early on, right? Because you pretty much smash everyone when you're a junior and a senior in particular. Yeah. I think all my losses came from my freshman year. Luke Shelley. Well, yeah, good. Tough, tough kid. I lost to I think him twice my freshman year. I think most of those losses I had bumped up to 112 to wrestle. 
So I'd lost to, I want to say, a Juno kid at 112, one match, but Joe Hurt. Oh, yeah, from Barrow. Kid was tough. From, oh, yeah, super tough. So I lost to him my freshman year. And then other tough matches, uh, Kevin Hansen. Oh, okay, from Cotsview. Yeah, I had a one-point match with him. Kyle Wilson. Yep, Colony. Tough, tough, tough kid. Did you say that your, uh, all your losses came your freshman year? I believe so. Yeah, so you did. You went undefeated sophomore, junior, senior year. As, that yep, you can remember. In state, in state. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dang, yeah. dude. Impressive. That's impressive. Let's uh, talk about. Do you have a favorite match or moment as a wrestler or as a coach? What was it winning a fourth state title, winning a national title? Maybe a moment as a coach that you're like, man. In 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. I'll never forget that time when that happened. As far as a coach, what I'm finding out is it's all the little things. You know, it's not with your stud guys. I mean, obviously, the guys who work hard and you get a state title with them, it's going to be memorable. But it's it's those little things where you, you give a little attention to kid and then, you know, it makes a little bit of difference. He says, hey, coach, thank you, you know now I'm doing this or so it's a little stuff like that as far as wrestling goes yeah the state titles were pretty sweet you know winning that fourth state title winning national title in Virginia Beach a couple matches in college that were pretty good but yeah I think those when I look back at it yeah it's hard to narrow it down to one or something yeah Yeah, maybe 10 years down the road it'll pop up in my head oh yeah final question for you here this one's a tough one as well because there's so many answers, I'm sure, for so many people. And when I think about my own life, there's just so much. How has wrestling changed your life? Mm, that is a hard one. That is a hard one, man. That's why you got to save it till the end. Save the good ones till the end. I really learned a lot about myself. And it really is a building block for anything else you want to do that is a challenge. Or if you want to achieve something, going through the grind. And, and that's what wrestling really taught me is like i gotta put the work in if i want to achieve this then i i know i can go through a bunch of pain to get what i want because i've already done it before you know yeah in wrestling everyone will tell you it's the hardest thing to do and if you go through that then it really sets you up for for success so that's a great answer i could be wrong here in saying this think it was dan gable dan gable said Somebody yeah. said once that, you wrestled. yeah, once you've wrestled, everything else comes easy or something similar to that. It's so, so true. I mean, I have wrestlers who they wrestle for East and they go on and they go through boot camp in the army or whatever. And they say, Hey, wrestling is so much harder than boot camp. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, totally. I can only imagine from going, I mean, and you don't even have to be successful in wrestling. I mean, if you oh, no. just go through some sort of wrestling program, particularly in high school, add college to it too. But for, you know, however many years you go through oh, it, yeah. you've come to find out through, yeah. you know, diet and nutrition and exercise and just like all the mental warfare that it plays on you and all this stuff that you got to do, man. It, it yeah, like you, you said, sets you up. Yeah. If you go through that, you're sort of a league ahead of the average person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Without so question. You, well, that does it, man. I will oh, end on right. this. I will say thank you so much for giving me the time coming on the podcast. I wish you the best of luck and success with Next Level 
and hope Thank that you. that turns into everything that you hope it does and, and, and whatnot. And then I wish you the best of luck with the rest of this camp here with dealing all those 170 kids that you got going. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, thanks for doing the podcast and doing what you're doing. I think it's really awesome. You know? Yeah. I appreciate it. Thanks and then if, if you have any time in the future, we should sit down and do this again. We'll, we'll talk some more about some of this other stuff that I had on this questionnaire, you know, talk some music and some other things, not anytime okay, soon or anything, sure. you know, but you know, maybe, maybe right before the high school season starts or something like that. Or maybe we could sit yeah, down and do yeah. this in person at one of those tournaments or whatnot. Added to the list of Nathan Hoffer's resume, podcast <laughs> guest extraordinaire, episode 20 of the Alaskan Grappler. Check it out. Nathan Hoffer, the man. Appreciate it, dude. All right. Take it easy. All right. Have a good one. Well, that does it for this episode of the Alaskan Grappler podcast. I want to thank Nathan Hoffer again for sitting down and doing the interview with me. It was my first time doing a podcast from my computer to someone's phone. And not only that, the guy did me a solid and sat in his car for it. So there was no background noise since he was in Soldatna for a Team Alaska wrestling camp. As always, I would like to thank you for listening to this podcast. As I said at the beginning, though, I already have a podcast recorded and ready to be edited, but I also have invites out to people that have shown interest in an interview and talking wrestling in the future. Those people are Sydney Kimber, Mackenzie Cook, Tom Vanya, Rachel Shannon, and Eli Hutchison. So, got some ringers coming up soon, hopefully. That being said, though, be on the lookout for the next Alaskan Grappler podcast.